people live righteously. It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's episode number 493. Coming up, we're going to be visit with Kells Goodman, the uh, director, the uh, executive guy of the LDS Film Festival that begins today and goes through Saturday this week. But you know what? We're doing all sorts of crazy things. Not only do we have a midweek episode, we also are going to start by talking about living scriptures. It's an on-demand way for you to be able to see great family content. And okay, you're thinking, what does LDS Film Festival have to do with living scriptures? Well, many of the films that are going to end up being available in Living Scriptures. They get their premiere or their first showing in front of folks at the LDS Film Festival. It ties together. I also wanted to make this a little special interest. We may go a couple minutes longer because the Wild Family of Texas has had, wait for it, a wild last few weeks. How are you, Russ? Doing all right. Yeah? I, I can't complain. There are so many people that have it worse than we do. But uh, the last week has been an adventure, I guess, the last uh, few days. I would, th- I would think that uh, having an opportunity to be home with your family, nothing new certainly since COVID time, uh, but for people who may be completely unaware, whether they're overseas or they just don't pay attention, uh, much of the South of the United States has just been frozen, with Texas especially just being unreal cold, record-breaking cold, never-before-seen kind of cold. I guess the, the, the way I explained it to people is we've lived in Texas for 14 years now. And up until this event, there was one period in that entire 14 years where there was 30 hours, like a little bit more than a day where it was below freezing. Like it's gotten below freezing a few times, but it's usually just overnight and back up. But there was only one time where it was a full day was below freezing. And we ended up doing like 120 something hours below freezing with this thing. And lots of those days were like in the single digits. So it was unprecedented cold for us. Like we never experienced it and broke all sorts of records. And for some reason that causes problems on a catastrophic scale. Yeah. For I mean, I've seen pictures of like broken sprinkler pipes and, you know, the the wasteland of freeway because you guys not only were freezing, but also snow. How did you guys fare in your particular area? Um, we had a, the, I mean, the ice started before Valentine's day, like freezing rain and ice on the trees. And then, uh, Valentine's day was Sunday. So that Sunday night it started to snow and our power went out that overnight we went to bed and the power went off in the middle of the night and was off for, I don't know, about 10 hours probably when, before it came on again. And I thought, okay, there's lots of ice on the trees, lots of snow. It's probably the reason that probably was the reason we lost power that day. So we didn't have power until about lunchtime on Monday. And then uh, because of the power demand on the grid here was so severe, uh, they basically started rationing power. It's the best, best way to say it. We have what they call rolling outages or rolling blackouts. And so we would be, for most of the time, we were had power for two or three hours, and then they'd be off for two or three hours, on for two or three hours, off for two or three hours. And uh, it's kind of like it was during the uh, initial lockdown for covid when you know you were home, you couldn't do anything. Except we during that time, we went outside in our yard a lot. This time we were stuck inside because it was freezing outside, mm-hmm. and then the power would go out, and it was just the way you'd imagine it would be with five little kids in the house. And when kids start to get cold, and when you're just trying to heat particular rooms in the house, and all that. Kind yeah, of stuff. yeah. I mean, 
you know, thankfully we have a fireplace. We, we, you know, we have a, a well that froze up for a little bit, but we were able to fix that quickly. So we had water and we had our fireplace and the way the outages worked for us. And I know a lot of people in cities that they're, they didn't have rolling outages. They were just out for days. Our power would be on long enough that we could get our house heated to the point where it didn't feel cold. So it, we'd get it up to like 65, 67, and then the power would go off. And by the time then it'd cool down and then it'd be like, oh man, it's getting cold in here. And then at that point, the power would kick back on. So it was never bad. And I mean, camping in the 60s is pretty not, not unusual for people in Utah. They're like, that's a good outside temperature for camping. So you, know, you do the same thing. My kids slept in sleeping bags in their beds and it was mostly, we were mostly warm. Just was inconvenient. Sure, sure. And then, and then it was always the 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 fun part was like the power would come on, and like I said, it usually was on for two or three hours, but sometimes it wasn't, and there was no way to know. And so, like when it was time to eat, like we didn't know is the power going to come on at four and stay on till six, or they're going to come on? Who knows? Yeah. And so, like it kind of be like power's on. It's a new cooking reality show. How fast can you cook? And can you beat Mother or not Mother Nature, the Power Man? Before you. Will your meal be on the table before the power goes out? And so then you'd race and like trying to figure out what you're going to cook. And yeah, it was kind of fun. So that's how I made it fun. So in my complete out of touch, insensitive question, what have you been watching on Living Scriptures during that time? No, and, and that's the thing. Like we figured out pretty quick that like obviously Netflix doesn't work when the power's out. Nothing works when the power's out. But uh, Living the Living Scriptures app it really did come in handy because. On our tablets, you can download stuff because when the power goes out, you don't have internet. And really, the uh, the cell phone towers as a future thing. If you weren't thinking about preparedness, the cell phone towers take power too. So our cell internet went to crap when the power went out. So we basically didn't have internet once the power went out. So we figured out pretty quick that uh, the Living Scriptures app allows you to download stuff. And so we, when we had power on, we would charge the tablets and download a couple of things and. My kids started watching this show. It's called The Adventures from the Book of Virtues. Adventures from the Book of Virtues. Do you remember it? Uh-uh. I don't remember it, it at was, all. And apparently it was a PBS show in the mid to late 90s. But it's uh, it's an animated show where they they take kind of like these kids go on animated adventures with like different stories that they kind of wave in. And those stories can be like mythology or from the Bible or folklore like Sacagawea. Paul Bunyan. And like the dog's name is Socrates and Socrates. Yeah. And, yeah. Wait well, a minute. Wait a minute. This is Bill and Ted's excellent movie. adventure. Yes. Wait a so minute. Like, so they like, you know, there's like these moral lessons that you learn from those types of stories that, you know, friendship and virtues and integrity, those kind and of they, things. And like my kids, my kids just were fascinated by it. And I don't know if it was the animation style, but they were, it was interesting to watch them. They was like, oh, they just, you know, it's 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 not cute to watch. You know, your kids all stare at the TV like a big group of them. Mm-hmm. There's something about four little kids like forming a, a half moon around a glowing tablet. <laughs> that was kind of yeah, this isn't this isn't that bad. And then and then the tablet would turn off, and then they were like, "We're living in the adventure of long suffering. This is great. Yeah. We are learning that." 
Yeah, my mother-in-law said something like when I was talking about the things I was doing, she's like, it's just like pioneer times. And I'm like, no, I, uh, <laughs> nope. I, st- my, I still have a heater and I'm not burning buffalo chips. Yeah. So it's not at all pioneer times. Although just like pioneer times, you have now designed your headstone. And when you die of cholera, you will be able to pass it on the Oregon Trail. Right. So my wife and I watched Charlie. Oh, you know, sweet. I love that movie. Did you cry? Yeah. I might have fallen asleep at that point. Like my sleep schedule got really mixed up in this whole thing, the hot and the cold. And like, I know this doesn't have anything to do with living scriptures, but uh, we have one of those robot vacuums. Mm-hmm. And it took me a couple of days to figure out that when the power goes out, my uh, robot vacuum would be like, oh, it's time to vacuum. And so in the middle of the night, if the power went out, that vacuum was going. And I was like, what the? And so that that was how I would wake oh up. Oh, my gosh. How do you live? It's, ju- it's just like Pioneer Times. She was right. <laughs> Brother Brigham, my robot vacuum <laughs> disturbed my rest. Oh. And that's, and that's probably, I'm guessing, all you've been able to watch, right? Between those shows and Charlie, uh, a pretty constricted uh, schedule. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we still managed to do their, their watch their Come Follow Me stuff because it's 10 minutes and it's, I feel like it really encapsulates the week really good. And I feel like it's cheating, but it helps. It's, it's like almost like the chapter heading for the study week. You know, like you watch the video, like, okay, that's where we're at and that's what's going on. And it kind of really sets the stage. And so we always watch that. So yeah, it's we awesome. Had that down. If you want to get the app, you want to be able to stream it to your TV, you can find a link in the show notes for this episode uh, that says free living scriptures for a month. You can try it out. It's absolutely no like uh, tricky thing. You can just try it. And if you don't like it, which I know won't happen, but if you don't like it, you can just say, hey, done. Not going to do this anymore. Uh, but make sure that you use the link that is in association with this episode. It gives it, It's what pays for power for the wild family of Texas. So if you don't want them to freeze like the pioneers, use the link in association with this episode at theculturalhall.com. It's now back in the 70s. We're not going to freeze. Yeah, you'll be just fine. Now it'll be, you know, and you know what's going to happen. Uh, All you Texans are going to forget about how it was in two weeks' time when it's 85 degrees. And we'll be like, oh, yeah, I guess maybe we should do something about how cold it got. Ah, forget it. Forget it. I'm going to Cancun. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad to see you're doing all right, Russ. We survived. That's what matters. Hey, it's me, Richie T. I found myself with a little bit more time on my hands, and maybe you're finding yourself in that same position. Well, allow me to introduce you to Best Podcast Consultant in Utah. I don't have the domain, and and really, I can do this wherever because I'm doing most of the classes virtually, but if you would like to reach out to me, uh, probably the simplest way is if you just do contact at theculturalhall.com, or you can find me online richytstedman.com. You can check that out. I would love to help you if you are already established in podcast or you're thinking, you know what? I've got this downtime. It's a passion project. I've always wanted to do it. You can reach out to me. You can do contact at theculturalhall.com or find me on any social media at richytstedman. Hey, this is Dan, the laptop man from PC Laptops. Friends, I know a lot of you guys and girls are working from home. So here's some tips for making sure your computer is ready for working at home, because if your computer fails, it's going to be really hard to get it fixed because of dwindling supply and parts. But we have parts right now, and we have a limited supply of new computers available for you. Make sure your computer is healthy and virus and malware free. Hackers are trying to infect people and stealing their information during these challenging times. We'll scan the health of your computer for viruses and malware 
Plus, scan your hard drive, memory, and components to make sure you don't have any failing parts. You want to make sure you have strong antivirus and malware protection software as well. Just get into any PC laptops and we'll check your hardware and your software and scan your computer for viruses for absolutely free. Just go to PCLaptops.com. At PC Laptops, we've been serving you for over 28 years, and we've got your back during these times of need. We're all in this together, so just go to PCLaptops.com, and we'll get you taken care of. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. You know, Kels, it seems like we're going to have to start doing this more than once a year. I like you more than once a year. That's nice of you. I appreciate it, Richie. Well, I mean, I, I don't know that I like you more than three times a year, so let's not push our luck. But yeah, it exactly. must it must be time for the LDS Film Festival. And today is opening day, sir. Congratulations. We are excited. Yeah, this is a busy day, and we're I'm glad that we could take a few minutes and talk about it. And things are just getting put up right now. And tonight we have our uh, tentpole movie, which is Witnesses, which we're going to be showing. And uh, so we're excited to be doing that. So we're getting ready for Witnesses tonight and the music video competition, which is also tonight. So I want to I want to get into the program in a minute. I just need to ask you: Six months ago, did you think you were doing? An LDS Film Festival? Was there ever a thought that you're like, nah, COVID, we'll push it. We're just not going to do this. You know, there's there's a couple of uh, places where I thought that we weren't. But because the CIRA Center for the Arts, uh, where we have the festival at in Orem, we, uh, they have been uh, open the whole time hmm. during COVID. They've been one of the few live event places that was able to dodge certain bullets and and follow the CDC guidelines, work with the city, and stay open. Their their theaters are big. Their uh, their live event place is big to where even if it went down to a certain percentage, they can actually still produce and be open and perform their live events as well as showing older movies and a few new ones. And so we we kind of had a lot of faith in them by about September when we did started our submissions. And we kind of felt like, wow, they, they're going to do it. And they were just like, go live. And our other friends like Warren Workman and others who have other festivals have been doing them all virtually. And I was trying to think, oh, are we going to do it that way? But in, in the case of the CIRA, working with the CIRA Center for the Arts, they were just like, just do it. You can do it. And so, yep, we are live and in person. And we're not doing anything virtual whatsoever. Now, so, now, nothing virtual at all? If I don't live anywhere near Orem, I can't? Hop on and be able to screen anything. I can't see a talk back with anybody. No, the only thing the only thing that will be uh, streaming will be our awards show on Saturday night, and that we usually do every year anyway. But uh, but in the case of this, yeah, we're just going to do it live. It's a kind of a complicated process, and we didn't really have the budget to be able to do that. And then working with so many different filmmakers from 
all we've got movies from all over the world this time and so we are we kind of had to keep it simple and so we just thought let's just do it how we normally do it stick to that process so i uh i want to and we visited in the past about where the idea of the lds film festival came from so i don't want to spend any time on that you've already queued up a couple of the things that are on the uh the agenda for today Certainly, a, a lot of people have seen the trailer for this film, Witnesses, uh, which will this be the world premiere for Witnesses at the Film Fest? No, it'll actually be a special showing. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if it's slightly different uh, how we're going to show it tonight compared to how it opens on uh, in June, which I think is the is the date for its opening is sometime in June. And so I, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it's because they barely finish the last set of shooting and when you do that and then you show it in front of an audience and the audience gives their feedback then that gives them a chance to actually make changes and that's the beauty of showing something new at a film festival is a small group of people get to see it they get to talk about it you get the early buzz and then if there's something that they're like oh well the audience didn't react to this they love this better. They got a chance to make changes for the next few months. And so uh, we let them use the festival as a means of having a pre-screening so that they can decide how it's going to go from here. So, so, so that makes me think then that there are going to be either actors or certainly directors from witnesses that will be there on site and leading some sort of talk back or being able to get input from folks. That's the beauty of a film festival is you're not just paying a ticket to, uh, a ticket to see a movie. You're seeing it the movie and the filmmaker. So it's it's way different experience. And I don't know exactly who's coming. I'm pretty sure Mark Goodman is coming. We joke around because we have the same last name, but <laughs> we're not we're not we did the whole ancestry thing and we're not related. But not at all. About 10 uh, I'm closer related to my wife Stephanie than I am to him. So that <laughs> just kind of shows you. I think it's like 10 cousins once removed okay or something. so so it so that, it's but. in so it's in there somewhere then yeah it's, yeah we're definitely we're both related to adam somehow yeah. now you mentioned that also tonight is the music video portion of the lds film festival i think some people would be surprised to know that there's a music video portion of the film festival yeah i started that when i took over the festival i started the last few years doing music videos and they just started flooding in like crazy this year there's not as many but we have some strong ones. And so with some strong storytelling. And uh, so we'll be showing those probably about an hour after Witnesses begins in the other theater. And, uh, and so they'll both kind of be going at the same time. And once again, we'll start and stop the music videos. So that the directors and the performers are there to answer any questions, to talk about them. Uh, yeah, so it'll be, it'll be a neat uh, evening when it comes to the, to the music videos as well. So that's opening day. Give me an idea of what uh, tomorrow, Thursday and Friday and rolls through Saturday. Right. Well, tomorrow we've got, and I have to pull out my uh, thing here. So I, even I remember what's showing, <laughs> but Thursday we have a, a film called Heart of the Bear, which is an interesting film about uh, a gentleman who uh, who lives kind of in the woods. He uh, he makes things and he he uh, is is dealing with COVID. So it's one of our COVID films. So it's really fascinating. And so uh, and then so after that, we're going to be uh, showing Heart of Africa 2, which is a sequel to what we showed last year. And, uh, and, and Heart of Africa 2 is actually a sequel filmed in the Congo. 
and uh, and it's one of the few movies sh uh, shot in the Congo, and uh, and they shot it last year with the missionaries there and brother and sister Young. They served their missions there, and they were uh, working with a guy named Chauffeur. He is an awesome filmmaker, and so this is more footage from that same film, and it's it's pretty amazing. I think they actually did a better job on the sequel than their original one. So does it pick and, up the story for those that have seen Heart of Africa? And unfortunately, I think Heart of Africa opened the weekend that most of the world closed down from COVID, if I recall correctly. Exactly. Yep, they, they suffered from that poor weekend <laughs> that they worked so hard to get into, and then they got they got nailed with that. And so, so yeah, this is an extension of the same story uh, of that, uh, as well as we also have one called Roots, a documentary, and also Into the Soul, uh, which is a feature film. And Into the Soul is a fascinating film because it's almost completely shot in the snow up in the mountains. Wow. So when you're watching it, you're just kind of going like this. And with a snowy day like we've had last week and, and now into this week, it's just, uh, it makes you cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you, always feel, you always feel bad for the actors on set where you're like, there is no way that they stayed warm. I think about that Leonardo DiCaprio film of a couple of years ago where you're just like, he's miserable. There is no way he can't be miserable. And then sure enough, we find out that he was in fact miserable filming it. Yeah, that's right. So that's our Thursday. Thursday kind of starts later in the day, probably around 545, our first program tomorrow night. And then uh, Friday is when it's all day. Friday is an all day event. You can actually buy a ticket for all day Friday, starting first thing, 1030 in the morning. Well, first thing for us filmmakers, you know, <laughs> uh, is uh, and when the Sierra would open the short film program, uh, we have three short film programs. You can vote on them and three uh, short or two short documentary programs. And we have some, uh, I'd say the real shining city on this hill of film this year mm -hmm. would be the short films. They were some amazing short films. And there were some I had to turn down that I wished we didn't because there were so many of them that were so good. So I can't wait till uh, people, I really hope they encourage to see them on Friday. And then we actually re-show them on Saturday. Friday is when we do Q&A. So we'll watch, show each short film, stop, interview the director and go on to the next. And we put several in a program, which are like two hour increments where they'll be able to watch, you know, films and meet the directors. And then on Saturday, we will re-show those programs, but we won't stop for, for Q&As, but we'll just show them all. If people have never been to a shorts program, it's one of the, it's one of, for me, the f most fascinating facets of a film festival. Because like you say, you get the Q&A with the, with the uh, directors and sometimes actors are there as well. But it, it is amazing the amount of story that can be told in they shorts have to be what less than 20 minutes. Is that the qualifying yeah, factor? 20 to 30 minutes are our, our longest ones, maybe 23 minutes or so, but yeah. Yeah. Usually under 30 is what I, what I require. And, and so, so, and so within that short time, just to be able to see and really connect with some of these, uh, you know, stories or plot lines or, you know, the characters and, and it's impressive storytelling to me. You know, I think you got 90 minutes. That's some space. That's some time. Develop some stuff out. But when you can make me feel things in, in 20 to 30 minutes, that's pretty impactful. Let me ask you this about that. With with the LDS Film Festival and um, these short films and also these features as well, uh, with it being the LDS Film Festival, is it the LDS Film Festival because it's acceptable for LDS audiences? Are these people LDS people and they have to be LDS to submit? 
Are the themes having to be LDS themed? What is the LDS part of this film festival? That's a good question. And I think it's that second one that you said where, or actually the first one I think that you said where it's actually made, because you'll see some of our filmmakers actually aren't LDS. And and I would even say that really only 30% of the films actually have an LDS theme to them. Uh, they're either either maybe sometimes uh, one film will have have uh, an actor who's LDS and everybody else is not. Uh, I think a couple of years ago, we actually showed uh, about four years ago, we showed a film called True Calling. It was a feature film made in New York City. Nobody in the film was LDS at all, but it was a faith kind of based film. And it was actually made by Clint Eastwood's daughter, hmm. uh, whose name is Kimber Eastwood. And ironically, she's actually married into an LDS family. Well, she's not LDS, but she's married into a, a family that's LDS. And this was her first film producing on her own, very independent person. I'm actually good friends with her. And, uh, and so we just embraced her with open arms and just had a wonderful experience. And it was funny to see the um, Utah Film Commission ads. And there's this big picture of Clint Eastwood. Uh, from an earlier film <laughs> from the Utah Film Commission ads. And so she stood next to her dad and took a picture there. So that was kind of cute. But uh, yeah, so really there's no real, uh, the main thing is just family friendly. And uh, we try, I, uh, the line I kind of draw for him is a light PG-13 line mm -hmm. uh, as far as content. And uh, um, so some get a little, you know, tough and dark and, and we do have to turn away some films, which is kind of sad. I turned away a few that were really actually really good but because the content was a little more adult you know we had to do that but yeah that's kind of the line I think is it has to be good for the LDS you know family type uh, viewership so if I'm following the days correctly I think that we've made our way through Friday and that I yep. know that part of Saturday is that you show, show the shorts back to back to back so what does my Saturday night look like well let me finish the Friday oh, okay Sorry, Friday night is actually when we start showing some other features. And uh, Friday night, we're showing The Santa Box, uh, which was Spanky's you know, new film that he did, Spanky Ward. Um, and then I have a new film that we're showing Friday night called Quarantine for Two. And it's a, it's a fun love story. Uh, Mason Davis, who was in, oh, goodness. Saturday's Mason. Warrior. Saturday's Warrior. Thank you. You're welcome. He, he played Joseph Smith on one of my shows, uh, Hidden in the Heartland. Uh, but Mason plays a love interest with Whitney Palmer, and together they meet online. Uh, but because she's an essential worker, they can't see each other. So they never have seen each other in person. And so half the movie's on Zoom. Oh, wow. And so they fall in love on Zoom. And it's an amazing story. And to have two characters to be able to fall in love like that uh, over a period of 90 minutes is just amazing. So they they did a super job. This will be the first time anybody has seen it in, you know, live. It's not a premiere, but it is a pre-showing. So that's Friday night uh, at 8 o'clock. Uh, so I'm excited to, to be showing that for the first time in front of an audience. So Something tells me that film had a particular in with the film festival, but I'm not going to claim nepotism. We, we don't need the haters. We don't need All the right, haters. It's going to win Best Picture. No, I'm just kidding. It's, <laughs> no, I actually had to take it off of the voting because... I was part of the voting group and I had to say, sorry, we can't vote for that one. And right. so it will, win, it won't win any awards. So it's okay. So, it's, it's an just honor talk. just to be a part of the festival. That's what you say, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so then take so, me into Saturday, bring me home. 
Saturday is a replay. Uh, so if you missed anything with the shorts and the do short documentaries on Friday, you'll get to see them on Saturday. Saturday, we, we're going to be showing uh, Once I Was a Beehive, but it's the main reason we're showing that is because uh, the producer and the actors are making a new uh, a sequel called Once I Was Engaged. And so they're going to be doing a presentation upstairs in 201, uh, and then they're going to go down and they're going to show Once I Was a Beehive and kind of talk about their sequel. Uh, and then we also have Mission Stories, which is a new series, and this is sort of an introductory thing, so we're not going to see like a full uh, series, but uh, uh, XL Entertainment is producing a new series called Mission Stories, and, uh, and so they will be there to do a presentation. And if you remember Lyman Dayton, the great Lyman Dayton, who we, we love and cherish, uh, he, we're going to be showing Against a Crooked Sky, and Lyman Dayton will be there because then that night he's going to get a, a Lifetime Achievement Award during the award show. And, uh, and so we'll be seeing him, hearing from him. And then upstairs in 201, we have uh, filmmaker uh, presentations. So they're not showings, they're filmmakers talking about their current projects. And so we have a whole bunch of people Filmmakers uh, on the website, you can see they're going to be talking. Jason Gray from Studio C is going to be there with Adam White uh, talking about their latest movie. Jared, uh, I forgot who else is in it. All of a sudden I got, oh, um, Heater. John Heater is actually in that film as well, who is Napoleon, obviously from Napoleon Dynamite. And, uh, and then there's some others. Uh, oh, let's see. Lisa Valentine Clark is coming to talk about Once I Was Engaged, the sequel. And then... Uh, Oh, goodness. Sean Stevens is going to be doing that. I don't know if you know Sean Stevens, but he has an incredible history. A story and I, career. He's been here in the cultural hall with us a few times. Uh, one yeah. time for his project, The Santa Box, and then previously for a uh, T.C. Christensen film a couple oh, of years ago. Uh, the uh, Probably the um, Fighting Preacher. Yep. Yep. Probably what he was there for. Yeah, he is such a good man. And, and for... The reason why I wanted to bring him on uh, is it is very difficult to be in talent and to be in the church. That is sometimes a real, you know, opposite kind of thing that becomes difficult for people to, to stick to. And so he's going to talk about his years. I mean, if you know Sean Stevens, this guy has been around since the 70s, you know, up there with Leif Garrett and, and some of those heartthrobs from the <laughs> 70s. And uh, uh, he was there. You see him on the Teen Beat magazines and, and all of the shows he used to be in. And so he was deep in the Hollywood realm as, a, you know, as an actor. And so I, wanna, I love hearing his story uh, and, and hopefully inspiring people that they can stay the faith and still be in the business at the same time. I know that's a tough thing sometimes to, to be a part of, but, but he's kind of accomplishing it. And, and so we want to hear from him. Uh, Garrett Batty, also who directed um, Sarah Tom Approach, has a new film, and so he's going to be there talking about his latest film, and there's a few others that uh, that are going to be there. So upstairs, oh, and Witnesses will obviously also be there. Living Scriptures is going to be talking about streaming and how streaming has been so different during COVID, and uh, and it's actually made his their business go up, Living Scriptures, mm -hmm. and so what a neat experience to to shift from the theater to streaming and how we're all surviving because it is, it is a different dichotomy now. Now, um, now our time is short. So I want to ask you just a couple things in sort of closing here. You mentioned yeah. that the awards 
is available online and people can see? How can yeah. people how can people see that if they want to catch that out? Uh, there'll be a link on uh, ldsfilmfestival.org where people can click on it. It'll be a YouTube link. So they'll be able to watch it live on YouTube and then it'll be available right after that. Uh, to watch later. We may even record some of the pro, some of the, uh, those filmmaker presentations. We usually record those and when we get permission, we'll post those as well so they can see the 45 minute, you know, uh, programs. So, this, so that's our, that's our festival pretty much in a nutshell right there. You mentioned ldsfilmfestival.org is the website that people can check out uh, to find about anything about the program and to be able to find that link to watch the awards. Uh, to find out that you, in fact, did not win an award because you can't win an award. Too bad. So sad. Uh, this also all takes place in Orem, Orem, Utah. So if you're anywhere in the Utah area, you can buy an individual day pass or you can buy a festival pass, I presume. Yep. You can buy a festival pass, $50, a day pass Friday and Saturday because those are the fuller days for $20 each. Or you can just, each program is $8. The award show is actually free. And the filmmaker programs are free, but you still have to sign up for them so you can get in because we will be adhering to CDC guidelines and, and there will be limited seating. Sure. So you have to keep socially distant. Make sure you bring a mask. I'm sure if you go, probably bring your own treats because I would imagine on some level they have to be at least hesitant to, to be able to do some of that stuff. I know within CDC guidelines, but you can find all that LDS Film Festival dot org so kels are we going to talk sometime in the next year or are we just going to talk again next year what do you think we could talk later we could talk uh sometime this summer or maybe in the fall when we start our submissions for next year i i would love that i would love that uh make sure that we connect and we can do that ldsfilmfestival.org now kels uh i can't remember if when we chatted before i asked you the three questions that we ask everyone who steps into the cultural hall so i will ask those of you right now the first question is do you have a calling right now? And if so, what is it? Uh, my calling is I get to be the lucky one that goes to each of my ward buildings and set up cameras every Sunday morning. And I watch seven episodes of Sacrament Meeting every Sunday morning. So yeah, that's Yeah, my- you do. <laughs> <laughs> if you could pick a calling for yourself, either one that exists or make one up, what would you pick? You know, I actually love the one I have. And I know that's a rare moment, but I love being able to be technical and spiritual at the same time. I also film our state conferences, too. So it's my state calling, and I love it. I really love doing that. You know, and it's one that I hope that continues, if I can editorialize for just a second. It's one that I hope that continues, because I know that there are some people who I have seen, particularly like in my ward Zoom, whom I have never seen in the building. And I know they're watching and I, you know, I know that they're getting something from it. So I hope that I hope that we take that note and at least in some form or fashion, continue these after the pandemic is gone. The last question uh, we ask everyone and we ask you to interpret it however you may. But the question remains, what is your favorite part of your faith? I love I love the ability to change. I love the ability to I remember my dad telling me that. This faith is about two things, three things. It's about repentance, forgiveness, and service. And I love the ability to be able to to change. And when people change, whether it be myself, my heart, or others, what an amazing experience to be able to see that. And and everybody always has to be allowed to change in some fashion, and that's the forgiveness part. So the ability to change is my favorite part of our faith. 
Uh, do you say break a leg for a theater for movie folks, or is that just the stage theater stage? I think that's the live stage. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know what we say. Uh, hurry up, get on with it. Yeah. I think I don't pa- pass the popcorn. <laughs> that's what we say. That's, that's right. <laughs> uh, it's ldsfilmfestival.org. Uh, begins the day. Happy opening. Happy closing. As you go through this week, may you sell out. Uh, all of the sessions and that may people enjoy it. And uh, we get to look forward to a lot of great films, witnesses uh, being just one of them. You mentioned once I was engaged, another one that comes up yours, I'm sure will have a theatrical release uh, in some form or fashion. And people will be able to either stream that on living scriptures or be able to catch that on DVD or in the theaters in the future. Uh, Kels, thanks again. And we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body, that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat. On the back row, we really gotta go on the Cultural Hall show.